Carl Gallagher here, Carolyn's Corner Live. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, I would like to bring on uh, our co-host, Jerry Bradley. Bring him on. Show him. Click him on the screen. There he is. <laughs> I had to do some magical stuff here, Jerry, because I just I don't know what's going on there. You know, Carolyn is not feeling too well, so I guess we're going to be running the show, which is going to be uh, different. That's fine, We because we got a wonderful guest tonight, Papa Tommy. He's going to come in and just amaze us. I've been friends with Papa Tommy for a while, and he is absolutely hilarious, but he can also tear your heart apart with some of his songs. So, Or he can make you roll on the floor laughing. He's got some funny ones, too. Matter well, of fact, Papa Tommy's got a bunch of songs. <laughs> really? Well, that's good. I, I I don't think I've heard one song of his yet because I've been on the road working, trying to get stuff taken care of there. Um, well, let's, you ready to bring him on? Let's bring him on. Let's go ahead and start the show off. I'm I'm not a talker like Carolyn. I'm not going to sit there and just and carry on like a thirty minute conversation with uh, about somebody. I want I just want to see their. There we go. Papa Tommy, welcome to Carolyn's Corner. I'm so glad you could join Thank us you. tonight. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, this is a little bit of an unusual circumstance. Normally, Carolyn's over here having a nice conversation. I'm Paul. Um, I'm one of her good friends that's, that basically co-hosts the show. And then, of course, you, you know Jerry, of course, because Jerry said yes. he listens to your song. So you, you know yeah. him. Y'all get along great. Awesome. I'm, I'm basically going to be here kind of stepping in for Carolyn tonight and and introducing you, I heard you have wonderful songs. I can't wait to see the videos. or the, I'm not sure exactly what Carolyn has set up here. Um, so, yeah, Jerry's probably going to do most of the talking tonight because he knows you, and he can probably ask the wonderful questions, and I'll probably step in, uh, uh, step in and ask a few of my own questions. I, 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 You know, and I love that picture that uh, when it came up because it, it almost reminded me of, uh, of um, oh, what's it, that the – not the blue the ah oh, i can't remember his name now see i'm not i'm a i'm a horrible music person here what's wait, that what's wait, that guy's wait, name jerry willie, um, willie nelson i don't know no, i don't know where you jennings with the black with the black guitar and the and the baseball right, johnny right, cash right, right. johnny cash. Uh, I, some some people have seen me the jerry garcia yeah there uh, you go jerry garcia uh, that's who i was thinking tommy chong yep 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 yep, yep. Uh, that that picture because i was like man that's that's a crazy picture that's awesome yeah, but yeah, um, I guess we can go ahead and just start getting it. Well, hello, everybody, everybody's oh, yeah. jumping in here now. Kimmy saying hi, Sean Dickey saying hi, hello, hi, Papa Tommy. Kimmy said hi, Papa yep, Tommy. Yep. Hi, and oh, I don't, I don't, I don't normally have a, so I guess before we start on the videos, because it's like this is going to be a very unusual show for us because Carolyn is on the other side, still controlling the videos, controlling everything. Me and Jared, me, yeah, just, that's gonna be fine. we just have to tell her when to when to do what. Hey, Papa, yeah. uh, you know what? For, please forgive me. I don't have your cheat sheet in front of me. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I was going to say exactly. I know yeah. you're you go by Papa Tommy. I know we call you Tom. Yeah. Uh, but no, I never did catch your last name because, well, we never talked about it over the internet. Yeah. Um, uh, and Carolyn didn't send me that little bit of information, but that's okay because we've been friends for a long time. Why don't you introduce it yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing right now. 
Okay. Uh, my uh, my name's Tom Treffy. Um, I've been playing guitar since I've been about seven years old. I'm I'm gonna be seventy five in a couple of weeks, so um, I just uh, played for fun uh, and I never let it go. I know a lot of people they have long stretches, sometimes years, where they didn't play, but I think part of uh, part of that was because I started so young and it was fun for me. I started on a ukulele, a plastic tunable tunable one, because I was too small to play guitar. And then uh, over a period of time, my father would buy me like a studio-sized guitar as I got older. And uh, then a um, an archtop, the Harmony Monterey was my first brand new guitar. And I still got, the, I still have it. It's been stripped of its finish and parts, and it's going to be restored. Uh, so I've been playing pretty much all my life uh, professionally. My first gig was. I was 60 years old. I, I didn't like the music business. I, um, I worked for um, my brother-in-law. He had a big nightclub in uh, Lake George, New York. And uh, at that time, show bands were a big thing. People were uh, paying to see show bands. This is before disco. And I got to know uh, a lot of the people who came through that town. And their lives were all a train wreck. And, uh, you know, we had uh, been married, my wife and I probably... Uh, five or six years at that time, I said, I don't really want any part of that business. Uh, you know, I liked music. And um, so I, I never got into the business. And uh, when I retired to Florida, I figured, let me give it a shot just to play a few gigs here and there. There's, there's so many nice venues uh, on the water, you know, the palm tree, the idyllic thing, you know, uh, almost like an Elvis Presley movie, only I didn't have the the pompadour and the sideburns. So, so I, you know, I had fun doing it. I, I didn't like doing it often and now I'm not doing it at all, but I started, I started writing uh, right around the time. Seriously. I, I had written maybe two or three songs a year up to that point. And then I started seriously uh, writing and uh, I, I guess I caught the bug and that's what I'm doing. Just writing every day, uh, going back over old songs, editing and, uh, you know, joining groups like this. This is one of the better groups, I'd add, uh, to uh, you know, to learn and, and exchange ideas. Everybody's pretty open. Uh, you know, some some other groups uh, uh, are just people wanting to post their music. Uh, I I don't know if I guess you build up um, uh, views or something on yeah, certain following. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I I oftentimes I see the same song being posted, you know, two or three times a week. And so, uh, you know, I, I kind of steer away from those groups then because uh, it just eats up a lot of your time. I, I like this group because people exchange ideas and, and there's a couple of other groups that actually Caroline is uh, uh, attached to. Right. Um, so. right, absolutely. And I see that you said you were a doo-wop singer long before it was called doo-wop. <laughs> uh, Paula, you're, you're, you're old enough to remember doo-wop. Uh, do wop 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 yeah oh yeah i know i know, yeah. I know the do wop yeah i don't know when they coined that phrase but i lived in brooklyn in the inner city it was a very congested neighborhood uh three four-story apartment buildings uh, apartments front and back it was just jam-packed with people and so there was no shortage of teenagers singing on the street corners uh harmonizing all the songs that were out so that's that's around the mid 50s. And uh, so I knew how to play the guitar even then. And most of those songs are maybe, you know, five, 
five chord songs, six chords. And so I'd be the little kid that they'd call over to back them up on the guitar. I mean, I'd be like maybe nine or 10 at that time with an, a little amplifier and a guitar going over to jam at my friend's house and coming home at midnight. And, you know, everybody's hanging out on the streets. It's, it's that type of environment. And uh, nobody would bother me. They all knew me. So I started doing that. And, um, you know, just for fun, my brother and I sang. Dion and the Bel- Belmonts were um, coming out a little later. But the uh, Everly Brothers, we started doing those songs, sitting on the steps outside of somebody's house. Uh, oh, in fact, um, there was this big theater in Brooklyn uh, where they had live shows. They had the orchestra pit, really elaborate place. And they started doing these uh, rock and roll shows. It was... Um, there was a DJ called, uh, his name was Alan Freed, and he had the Big Beat Rock and Roll mm-hmm. Show. And they used to have a countdown, you know, towards Friday. <clears throat> so you you find out what the new number one song was. So my brother and I are on the steps, and somebody drives up our little side street, and, and he hits the brakes, and he pulls over, and he had a big suitcase. Uh, they called him valises at the time. <laughs> and he opened it up, he opened it up, and he just left it there, and, and he said, continue singing, you know, because... It was kind of odd for somebody to do that. And so we sang and he says, do another. And, and he had a bunch of demo records and he was an agent for a number of people. One of them, I remember, was Bobby Darren. So uh, he he wanted us to sing at the rock and roll show. But they were having it was a contest, not not the big show. But uh, my father didn't want us to have any part of it. I guess, you know, he, he probably knew something about, uh, you know, what, what to be aware of that we didn't. So uh, that was my big break. And then here I am at uh, 60 years old starting in show business again. So it was a big jump. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it looks like you've had, you've had quite a colorful history. I mean, kind of a Jack of all trades. Uh, And when I look at some of your background, everything from teaching people how to disco dance, to running nightclubs, to being a doorman, to doing construction, uh, remodeling draftsmen, uh, you know, so I worked on Wall Street for eight years. Oh, yeah. That's, that's right. Wow. And then I went from there pretty much to working on snowmobile trails in the Adirondacks. So, <laughs> so like, uh, I can master those culture shocks like nobody can. You know? Well, I, so it, you, it seems all the pictures I've seen. I'm sorry, Paul. I cut you off. Okay. It, it seems like all the pictures I've seen of you in yeah. Florida don't look like you're very shocked. Usually there's something in your hand. So, uh, yeah. you know. And and your wife's right with you most of the time, and and uh, it doesn't it doesn't have the umbrella in it, little umbrellas, but it looks like you're having a, a good time. Yeah, um, we we used to uh, I, I used to use the umbrellas a lot, but after a while it starts getting expensive going to the eye doctor when they hit me in the <laughs> eye. So I stopped that. <laughs> uh, Tommy, the uh, Tom, the first song that's going to be up tonight is "You Dirty Up Real Good." Yes. Uh, well, and and I've heard that song before. Uh, it's 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 pretty neat. One of the things I find very unique about you and a lot of your songs, you have very unique spins, uh, very creative spins and hooks in your songs. That uh, you know, yeah. that a lot of times I'll go, mm, darn, I wish I'd have thought of that one. You know. <laughs> so, uh, why don't you give us a little bit about it, and we'll play "You Dirty Up" real good. Yeah. Um, when, well, as you know, when, the more often you write, you, things start jumping out at you that wouldn't normally. Well, like 
cliches and sayings, uh, you clean up real good. You know, so you, uh, obviously that's a, a, a spin on that. But there's uh, there's so many things in, in our language we, we talk, uh, we say casually and they, uh, they they just jump out at me. And sometimes you could put a little a little spin on it and, and get a song out of it. I also like to watch uh, people from a new perspective as a songwriter um, rather than a cr- uh, from a critical standpoint make uh, make something funny about it. For instance, I, I'll go to the gym and there'll be these young guys, they're maybe 35 years old, and they're walking by and gyms have mirrors all over the place. And so they're they're watching themselves the whole time walking by. So the old me would have said, man, that guy's pretty vain. And now when you start writing, you start thinking a little differently. I've heard that happens and, and it actually does to me. Uh, so I'm looking at this guy walking by and I'm thinking, at 40 years old, you should know what you look like already. <laughs> he, just, he, he wouldn't take his eyes off himself. So I start seeing things like in, in a more offbeat, humorous way. But uh, you know, so, so when you find yourself relating to something the way the typical person does, the fact that it caught your attention in the first place, you got to do something that's not so typical with that. Uh, well, an- another example. Am I stretching this out too far? Or? No, you're fine. Oh, no, another right. example. We went somewhere. One of our favorite play- bands playing in this is a uh, young lady uh, dancing, and she had a really nice dress that you would go to, you know, a, a, a nice party with, a, almost a formal, semi-formal party. She just, but she had cowboy boots on, and and they were kind of loud, colored cowboy boots. So I'm looking at that, as, and my the first thought is. Gee, that looks kind of odd. It doesn't match. Okay, so that's the critical me. And I say, no, there's a better way of looking at that. And you just kind of get used to that. And I'm saying, that's a cowgirl growing into what she's really supposed to be from the ground up. And then a story started popping in my head that as a kid, she was a barrel racer. And she moved to the city as a, as a young girl because of family had a job transfer, and now she's starting to grow back out of her roots. So you just kind of look at things in an odd way. And um, so that's what's happening to my brain. Uh, if it keeps going and it stays relatively normal, I'm happy with that. Yeah, see, that's pretty much how I do it when I when I write, because I, I, I write books. And and when I write, it's funny because, like, this weekend we went, uh, we went hiking again in Huntsville, and we saw this hammock just hanging there. And I've, I've actually started writing a story about this hammock. Cause I, you know, as I say, I can relate to that. Yeah. You, you start making stories up of what you think is happening at the time, or you see people sitting at a restaurant and you're like, Oh, I wonder what they're going through. Then you kind of make it up in your head. Like, Oh, well, you know, then you have your, your, your set story. So you basically, you write your songs like that then. Yeah. Like stories. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm assuming it was an empty hammock. Yeah, it, yeah. It, at first, the first time uh, we went, it was an empty hammock, and it was like, okay, so I'm going to write a story about this empty hammock, and yeah. why is it empty? Why yeah. is it just hanging there by itself? <laughs> well, we, we know the answer to that. Yeah, It got freaking cold, and they left, unlike <laughs> you, who stayed up in the mountains and froze your butt off. <laughs> Bob, yeah. you don't you don't know the story behind it, but uh, he went he went on like uh, you know in, into the cold mountains of Texas, uh, and 
<laughs> froze his butt off. <laughs> Nineteen some... degree weather in a hammock. Yeah, and how far did you guys go? Uh, we walked tw- uh, twelve miles total. See, yeah. now you just use that term, "froze your butt off." Has anybody yeah. written a song about that? Yeah. Yeah. What would be the literal ramifications of that if you like you wouldn't be able to sit down anymore? Yeah. So, yeah, once you belly up to the bar, you stay bellied up because you can't sit. And you you give your stool. Even the hammock. Somebody rolled out of that hammock down the hill. I would start looking for that fellow. <laughs> yeah. <Where he> is. <laughs> so. All yes. right, Papa Tommy. Why don't we get your first song up and rolling, Carolyn? Hopefully you hear us back there. or, or And uh, we're going to get up you dirty up real good. Yep. Play it. There we go. Nope. You're a foreman on a construction job, and the owner of the company uh, sends somebody uh, to start working with you, and she happens to look like a uh, Victoria's Secret model with maybe 10 or 15 pounds more of uh, solid weight uh, weight from uh, working hard all life. So this song kind of suggests what you might be able to say and get away with if you find yourself in such a situation. Hopefully you are working, if you're in the construction trades, I'm hearing that those jobs are still going on.
Okay, we can clap now. Thank there you. We go. I was afraid I'd have to listen to that again. <laughs> I love that guitar riff. <laughs> that, that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We've had uh, Sean. Sean Dickey popped on and um, said hello. And we got we got uh, Billy Fleming. I love it. Yeah, uh, Charles Smith. I love it. Explanation point. Um, now Billy Fleming he says hello from the deep woods. Could he be the guy who fell out of the hammock? No. <laughs> okay, I, I just wonder. Yeah, because I, I mean it's, it's been a while since you went camp uh, hiking, so I'm just kind of concerned. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I got a tickle out of what you were saying about the guys in the gym looking at themselves. Uh, I have to go through physical therapy, and we line up. Uh, we, you know, it basically it's aerobics. Um, and we got into this room and we're all lined up. And the, the, the instructor was like, you guys need to stagger so you can see yourselves in the mirror. And I was like, no, I'm good right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good right here. I'd rather look at the back of her than look at me in the mirror. No, it's not happening. <laughs> see now there, I would have just, when he, somebody tells me, you should stagger. I would just go out to the nearest dive bar and accommodate them. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> and write a song about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's too funny. Yeah. So uh, you're in Florida. You're retired in Florida. Yes. Yeah. Southwest Florida. Wow. Southwest. Yeah. yeah that's uh, in the uh, Fort, uh, near Fort Myers, Cape Coral, which is okay. actually the the second or third largest city in Florida, but it's so uh, sparsely populated for for a landmass that size, people a lot of people don't hear about it. But it's it's like uh, one of the top five cities people are coming to because it was kind of inexpensive to to live in and uh, kind of laid back. You know, it's a peninsula, so it's it's not as easy to get around different places. But it's still convenient to like Fort Myers Airport, which is a half right. hour from there. So you know. So it, it's been good. Uh, you know, we've seen a lot of growth here. And I don't miss the cold weather. I, uh, I bet We not. lived in the Adirondacks um, um, while close to Lake George, a place called Glens Falls. And we'd have uh, temperatures as low as 35 on the thermometer, not, not even with a wind chill. And when, they, when people sell you property up there, they don't tell you that at around 30 below, the moisture on your eyes freezes when you go out. So like, I went outside. I was wondering why I couldn't blink. I, I kind of, you know, I started panicking a little bit until I realized <laughs> what was happening. You know, it's, you, it, you, you're, you, so you have to kind of squint your eyes and walk around and do whatever you got to do. And I was you're working wearing... on snowmobile trails at that time. So oh, wow. that wasn't fun. Yeah. So you have to wear goggles basically to walk outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> I can't. I, I can imagine having the water in my eyes freeze. I, I can't yeah. imagine that feeling. You can't you blink. About it? You can't blink. It's like it's like your eyes are full of dust. It's not gritty, but it, your your lids don't move, right? Uh, because it's frozen. So like wow. I ran in the house. I, it took me a while to realize what was happening. But it's kind of like when your nose sticks together, your nostrils. At, that'll happen at higher temperatures, but the uh, the moisture on your eyes freezes. I didn't write a song about that yet, and I don't really know why I didn't. But <laughs> well, bad memories like on that. <laughs> Maybe I'll make it a beach song, like you know, Jimmy Buffett type of thing. You know, tie it all together. But, well, that's, yeah. that's because you like getting to the quieter times. You know, yes. you can, yeah, you can I do. Play Did you like that segue? It, that was that was pretty amazing, actually. <laughs> uh, Carolyn, why don't, why don't you hook us up here, and we're gonna we're gonna see the next video from Tom, getting to like the quieter times. And she's just gonna sit there and stare at us with a still face. Yep. <laughs> it's so funny. She's like, I'm gonna watch. Brett's supposed to be watching. I wrote this song um, about a year or two ago. My wife, uh, we were together. We were together for a long time. We're going to be married 50 years. Uh, I always played music real loud. I guess it's a guy thing, and um, you know, she'd ask me to lower it, and it went on like that for a while. Now I'm starting to uh, enjoy a, the volume turned down a little. Uh, so now I'm guessing it's an age thing, but uh, starting to see it her way. Getting to like the quieter times, and that's the name of this song. I'd see it your way 
getting to like the quiet times. Simple things we do makes life more bouncy than you. Getting to like the quiet times. Take the world down low, bring it down low. Getting to like the quiet times. Bring the world down low, take it down low. Getting to like I love that guitar. The, 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 the uh, guitar playing is just so just chill, relaxed, and mellow, and you just want to sit back and drink a, a, a margarita, a mojito, or something on the beach. That's the what. That's the vibes I'm getting from it. Uh, I think I Sean. Can hear that. <laughs> yeah, I think Sean's already trying to get there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something about three drinks already, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. yeah. yeah. Well, he will be staggering once he gets about three more into him, I think. So, yeah, you know, yeah, buddy. That's what he said. <laughs> so, you know, it's so funny is that we have this ongoing joke between me and Carolyn that she always interrupts me. It was funny. Right before the song started playing, I was I was talking. What did she do? Oh, Interrupted yeah. me. <laughs> just so, a, so yeah. no matter how sick she is, she's able to interrupt you. Oh, yeah. That's, that's yeah. Carolyn. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's like uh, almost like a superpower when you can do that. You could be yeah. sick. <laughs> uh, oh, that song is on Reverb Nation. I I yeah, recently I um, redid it uh, because I felt it needed more of a, a lift in the in the um, the melody line of the chorus because I I, uh, I pitched it a couple of days ago. So I said I really got to work on some of these other songs. Something you don't notice, especially if you're you're kind of lyrics oriented when you write. I, I do both simultaneously, but if the lyrics come first, you, you kind of tend—I don't know if it's laziness or what—but you you just kind of keep the uh, the pattern, the chord pattern, or the melody pattern pretty close, even when you hit the chorus. So I felt I needed a big uh, a big jump to uh, to kind of go uh, keep in line with the way things are done. I guess they've always been that way. I just never noticed. But you hear that a lot, uh, the critiques on your songs, a lift in the chorus, that sort of thing. Right. That, uh, you know, amongst I've other been hearing things. that a lot lately about lifting. And, and I yeah. have no music theory experience at all. And listening to Jerry and Carolyn talk, and, and we had Sharice Carver on talking about the lifts. And yeah, I'm like, oh, I guess yeah. the lift is like a high point in the song. So I'm starting to pick up on all this little music lingo. Yeah, I'm I'm five foot six. So when people talk about lifts, the first thing I think of is what goes in your shoes. <laughs> but, you know, I had to kind of rethink a lot of things. But uh, yeah, and see, if it, I'm sure at least some songwriters out there, uh, when, when you uh, have to do that, oftentimes you have to actually drop the... Uh, verses in your song, maybe even come up with a different melody line if your range is kind of limited. So, right. yeah, because right. if, if you want to lift at your chorus, but you're already at, at close to your top end during the verses, you're not going to do it unless somebody uh, gives you a wedgie at the key point. You know? <laughs> well, 
<laughs> you know, it's funny because it, it was just recently Sharice did the same thing. She said, listen, listen uh, and she got with me offline. She said, listen, this really could use a lift right here, change to these chords. And she kind of played it and sang it real quick. I mean, it, you know, it took Sharice like that long to make it happen. And yeah. I, I kind of went like, well, Sharice, Sharice, I can't do that. I mean, my range goes like from here to here. You have a range like this, you know, so. Uh, so it, it is yeah. it, putting some lifts in uh, for me I have to start really low in order to get yeah. up <laughs> yeah well you know if you don't mind working on songs a lot of writers are constantly reworking them but if you were at the top end of, uh, of your vocal limit during the uh, during the chorus you're already belting it out it sounds like you're putting a lot of heart in it so that's all people would expect of you so, so just maybe revisit the verses and uh, take the melody line in your verses and use a lower harmony part right. as your melody line. And, you know, you kind of do something like that if, if you want to put the work in on it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Have you had any gold records yet, Jerry, or platinum? <laughs> no, no, yeah, uh, but we are. We reason. are. When you do that, you drop the verses. We, we are <laughs> debuting a song tomorrow, though. That will be fun. Uh, Sean keeps putting in dynamics, giving the song dynamics. Yes, yes, it's giving the song dynamics, Sean. Sure. Yes, yeah, Sean must know all those newfangled terms, you know. Uh, that's <laughs> probably why it comes up. <laughs> he's the guy who had the three drinks? Yeah, but, you know, yeah. I think he's he's at the point where he's leaving the empties on the bar now. <laughs> ah, the master of the segue. Look at that. <laughs> yes, uh, which takes us to our next song, which is called Leave the Empties on the Bar. Yeah. Leave the what? Leave the empties or the empties? It, it, okay, I, I have dry mouth tonight. So oh, okay. Empties. Okay, okay. <laughs> Empties, empties on the bar. Okay. I thought there was like an empathy, like a leave the empathies on the bar. I don't know. I thought yeah. there was a little. That, that's, that's another song right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm empathetic on your empathies. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> you get numb, you don't care about anything. <laughs> that, no, that, how true that is. <laughs> oh, I'm not even sure we have Carolyn uh, anymore. Because I've, oh, I've, well. I've introduced the song twice and we're not going there yet. So. Far away, 
go outstanding yeah. job uh, that one line about the bitterness yeah one 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 uh oh i can't remember uh, for bitterness for every person that i've heard I, that was like yeah. that was crazy i like that line yeah thank you charles so, smith says i'd love to be able to play the guitar like that uh i know it's, it's just like so free flowing and relaxing yeah, it's funny because the way we have this set up, let you know, Tom, is that, uh, you know, as we join, like uh, Paul and I, we get on, but on our Facebook, this is also playing as a live on our our pages. So if you go to my page, it's there live. If you go to Carolyn's page, it's there live. Go to Paul's page, it's there live. So I went back and checked real quick to see because not everything's popping up here because it's popping up on my page. Anyway, we got a few people out there. I got my sister Linda says, loves it. Uh, Sandy, Sandy Scarborough says you sound like Jim Croce. I was like, uh, that's quite a compliment. I, yeah, thank Coming you. Yeah, I, I, certain songs I sing, I, I get that. And other times, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, what would you consider your genre to be? Because uh, you have kind of a tropical sound. You have kind of a, um, that last song had a little bit of a country sound. Yeah. Uh, or do you, do you fit your, put yourself in a box? No, nah, I, I really can't because, well, like we were talking before, I, I came up right through doo-wop. I, I have some songs like that. Uh, everything I've been exposed to musically, it just kind of, kind of winds up in the songs. Uh, some of my rhythm patterns are pretty, uh, uh, tropical, uh, reggae more than, uh, like say a uh, trap rock, like Jimmy Buffett stuff. This is more right. uh, reggae. And, you know, we've been going to the Bahamas for about twenty years, and I and I write a lot of my songs there, just hanging out. You get a lot of time, 
and and so that kind of comes out. But uh, I mean, a lot of my stuff on on Reverb Nation is would be considered blues or jazz. Um, so I, I'm really all over the place. Uh, at uh, at 75, I still haven't found myself. So just what are you gonna do? Yeah, I see Amanda Easter popped in and said, uh, "Yeah, she she." Oh, I, feel like she I, have a, I did a Dr. John song. Um, steamy stuff. If you wanna, after he passed away, I, I I wrote a song in his style. It's called Steamy Stuff. It's on it's on Reverb on my Reverb Nation page. So you might like Talk- that. Talking about that, what is your Reverb Nation page? How do people find you? Uh, Maybe well, Carolyn can type it up on the screen. Yeah, ReverbNation.com slash Papa Tommy, P-A-P-A-T-O-M-M-Y. And, and it'll take you right there to the page. Um, it's, uh, two, I think, uh, I, I don't know if they have it one, uh, one or two separate, uh, separate words on, as Papa Tommy, but it's uh, ReverbNation.com slash Papa Tommy. It'll, it'll come up anyway if you Google that uh, e- either way. Yeah, and you have – how many songs do you have on Reverb Nation? Uh, on there, I, I think it was, the last time I counted was around 140. Yeah. And uh, I, I just don't take – I'm a hoarder. You know, you go to somebody's house, they have boxes all around. I just keep – piling the stuff on there you know the ones toward the bottom probably have some mold on them I'm, I'm afraid to check really so. uh talking about the, with your style who who would you say who or what would you say has been your biggest influences when it comes to your music uh there again uh, I, I wouldn't call it an individual so much as a style of music uh i, I liked um motown a lot Although that that creeps into some of the uh, some of the stuff uh, that I I didn't I didn't post here, um, I used to like Harry Harry Belafonte. I don't know if a lot of people know him. Maybe now as an actor and an activist, but he used to do calypso music, but the Banana Boat song, Deo, you know, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I I liked a lot of his stuff, and yeah, you know, I was in uh, when I lived in Brooklyn because I was I was playing at a very early age. Uh, it was very uh, ethnically diverse. So there were a lot of people. Uh, we had a, a lot of people coming from Puerto Rico. Now, I don't know if they, they had just become a territory then or it was before statehood. Uh, so in, in our neighborhood, there were a lot of people from Puerto Rico and the bongo drums, the uh, maracas, stuff like that. So, we, you know, we're all playing stuff together. And um, so I, I really can't pin it down to, to any one individual. Uh you know, Gladys Knight, if I had to say my favorite singer, a female singer would be Gladys Knight. <clears throat> but I hurt myself trying to sing her song. So I don't do that. I just listen. <laughs> I so, see that so you, we had that link that just popped yeah. up. That, that, mm-hmm. that was wrong. It popped up as Poppy Tama. <laughs> Tommy. P-A-P-A-T-O-M-M-Y. Is, is right. uh, the name on top of them? Uh, uh, I, I see it on top of my picture in, in the small frame. But right. Yeah, yeah. I actually I sent the link to Carolyn so she can actually copy um, and paste into it. Yeah, that's yeah that that one isn't it? It's pop, not yeah. P A P A P A P A. Yeah, I don't know why that one's over there. That's the wrong yeah. one. Yeah, I, I sent her the right one. But you know, hopefully, if they go to that guy's site, his stuff might be better than mine. So <laughs> you know, everybody wins. <laughs> 
<laughs> in fact, I'm going to go visit him after we're done. <laughs> well, you know, neither you nor I have made it really big. And I think part of that is we haven't lived the right life. I mean, I see you've been married since, what, 1970? I got married in 1979. Yep. Yep. And we're still married to the same person. Yep. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. I keep telling my wife I need to become famous, so I'm going to have to kick her out and start, you know, uh, flaunting Drinking. around. And yeah, she said, you yeah. rock on with your bad self. Uh, so, yes. <laughs> yeah. well, uh, so when she shoots you, could we write a song about that? Yeah. I, you know, the thing is, is that uh, uh, she's, you know, she's got me broke in. I, I, I wouldn't want to start this process all over again. You know, I think. <laughs> But saying that, who who do you think or who do you feel has been has been or is your biggest supporter? My wife. Uh, it, it takes a certain kind of person to, to recognize your brain doesn't work the same as anyone else's when you write. I, I wasn't like that initially, but it just something kind of happens to you. Uh, most people forget a clever line when it comes to you initially. It's just the way you you probably would like to write it down. If you don't get to a, a paper and pencil real quick, right. you might remember the gist of it, but it, it didn't have that flow that when it first hit you. And so when my wife sees me pick up the phone, uh, I have a you know a notepad app there and I start typing stuff. She doesn't she doesn't talk. Or any anytime I'm I'm doing that. Uh, so there's a lot of liberty there, uh, working you know, one o'clock in the morning on music. Not that she hears it, but I'm just not around a lot. I'm in the house, but yeah, you have to keep a balance. We, well, if you watch my, uh, your Facebook friend, right? Mm-hmm. So we got wing Wednesday. You got to do certain traditional things. Wednesday is our day to go for wings. And, and, uh, you know, Sunday we go to listen to our favorite bands. So if there was ever a, like a contract out on my life, they would have no problem finding where I am at any given time. <laughs> But I write in between. <laughs> so, yeah, the same way when I write my stories, I get that idea, and I need, I just need to write it down. Um, yeah. What I've, what I've learned is there are some stories that I get in my head that I just sort of get the idea, and I just let it bounce around for a few days and, and see what happens with it. But there are other ones that I wish I would have written down because I forgot about them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will tell you that my wife does get quite upset with me and my music at times. Uh, now, if I opened up these curtains, you'd see I've got two 1,500-watt uh, powered speakers uh, that I've got connected to my console. Uh, and she told me the next time I crank it up enough that the neighbors complain, which we live out in the country, by the way, that she was going to cut the strings off my electric guitar. <laughs> so, But no, that's really kind of why I've got this booth that yeah. I operate out of. Is because you know it, it is, and I say she complains sometimes. She's she's really not that bad, but there have been times where she says, you know, I have heard that same verse. You know, when you're in that writing process, yeah, says, I've heard that same verse fifteen times. Can you move on? <laughs> so, and she, you know, and she'll do. I told you, you know, yeah. Or if I told you once, I've told you a hundred times. Uh, you like that segue too, you know. Uh, Papa Tommy's next you. song is "If I Told You." So, <laughs> I told you. <laughs> the man. This one is about, um, say, a young fellow trying to meet a, a girl, and he's uh, 
He's not real good at it. He's just kind of a shy person. But um, uh, what he says uh, might seem very sincere, and it is. Um, also, the pickup artist probably could mimic that uh, type of thing, but um, how the conversation ends is probably the determining factor uh, when, uh, when he hears thanks but no thanks. Uh, the two people will act a little differently at the end. Um, the song is called If I Told You. I call it uh, the Shy Guy song for, for the most part.
<laughs> wow. As if I told you. That's a, that's a, that sounds so cool. I like the I like the way that, that went. Um so when you write these songs, do you just like get the whole song in your head? Do you just get like a, a verse and you sort of just uh, write with that one verse that you came up with? Or uh, how, how, what's the process? Yeah. For? It, it, it varies. And, and any, any way it comes, I, I kind of welcome it. Uh, sometimes it'll, it'll be a hook. Um, so which often winds up being the title of the song. Uh, in this case, it was more of a, imagining a, a guy who was shy and he, he, he had no approach. He had no game, as they say. Right. And, you know, like how we would handle that. So I, I, I start roughing out the story then. Uh, where does it start? Uh, where does it lead to? And then where does it end? What's, what's a, an appropriate wrap up? Uh, so, uh, so his shyness is, in this case, is uh, evidenced by the fact that he, he's not pushy. At the end, if, if you know you, you don't want to hear anymore, I'll I'll, I'll beat it. Whereas right. uh, somebody else might might be a little more insistent. So that that song came about that way. The dirty girl, it was a you know, girl, you dirty up real good, so you know you clean up good. And sometimes uh, you just think uh, you think of something, and and it comes with a cadence. Here in Florida, uh, it in the summertime. Almost like clockwork, it rains in, uh, I'd say, around 2 or 3 in the afternoon. Big storm clouds come in and rains for a couple of hours. And that's when you see these really beautiful sunsets that are in the postcards. Those are in the summertime when most people aren't here. So I plant that time of the year so I don't have to water. I, I plant at the beginning of that season. And so, like, I'm, I'm looking outside and, you know, expecting the newly planted little green things where we're going to get some water. And it, it didn't rain. So I just said, what do you know? It doesn't look like it's going to rain today. What do you know? It doesn't look like it's going to rain today. So it just had a cadence to it. So you listen to your thoughts. You listen to your, uh, you're talking to yourself, which I do more often now. And another thing, listen, it, it, I, I tend to try to listen really carefully when a, a songwriter says something or writes just some kind of uh, any kind of comment at all, not trying to be creative. But it comes out a certain way, and I, oftentimes they, I, I don't think they even realize it. They 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 think in uh, in hooks. It's it's almost like so. I, I watch when a songwriter just writes something on Facebook, uh, and it's a little more poetic than most people would 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 say it. And and I'll grab hold of that, and I give them no credit at all when I write the song. So no, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, as a matter of fact, Christine Beam uh, asked a question, do you blueprint first or let your lyrics lead you to create the story as it goes? It uh, sounds like you're more of a builder than a planter. Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't blueprint too much, but you wind up doing that pretty early on in the process. When you know, once you get the hook, uh, you start you, you kind of have to put bones around it and then you lay out how do I get to that hook? Should it be at the end of the uh, um, maybe a pre-chorus somewhere in there, or or just bring it up to the chorus, or start with it? I'll I'll, I'll blueprint after a while, and I, I don't take any process in in the songwriting. I don't take it too far without introducing something I'm going to have to work on later because it's like painting yourself into a corner. Say so you got mm -hmm. the hook and you start fleshing out these. Um, uh, you know, lyrics is start building around it. I'm going to take something that has that cadence I was talking about 
and try to assign it at least some kind of a melody. Uh, if it's the hook, try hopefully something strong that, that has a little impact. And so I'll start building out from there. I never uh, let anything go too far. If I have a riff I'm playing on the guitar, I'll play it over and over again until it starts suggesting words. It, it kind of talks to you. It's, it's like hearing a machine. I don't know if you ever had that happen. A, a machine a, a makes certain noises, and after a while, it starts talking to you. Right. I don't, I don't want to get you scared. It's, I think everybody goes through this. They just don't want to admit it. But you start you know, hearing. I, I go through Yeah, yeah I, I go through it all the time with my writing. Um, yeah. It, it's, yeah. No, I completely understand what you're saying. And, yes. I, and I love having people on here to discuss their process because it lets everybody else know that gets inside of a writer's head and 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 lets them see that uh, maybe they have these thoughts as well but they probably think themselves as being crazy <laughs> but no, yeah. it's not it's yeah. it's you have to go through this process to get these wonderful songs and these books out and and these words and when you put those yeah. words on paper there's no telling what could happen with that and that's it's amazing I, you probably uh, I'm guessing you just veered into something that like if you question your own sanity and, and what you're what you're thinking, mm. not that you're you know, it's a crazy thought, but it's just a little offbeat and, right. you, and you would dismiss it. Then you're you're cutting short the creative process. You write it down anyway. And right. if you look at it and you say, if somebody else reads this, I'm going to get committed. Yeah. Maybe you should. <laughs> Tone it down a bit, <laughs> but yeah. It, yeah, just every everything that comes, it's like a, like a kid, you know, a, a, a toddler. They 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 they're singing. They're not singing any words. They can barely talk. Uh, they're making making sounds, or if um, they do something rhythmic rhythmically on a toy, they just discover wow, this toy makes a certain sound, and it's not a musical toy. And then they start, you know, pounding on it. It's kind of going that direction, you know, just you know, try to act like a grown up in the process, but right. <laughs> whatever comes your way, just write it down or, you know, ponder it a little bit and, and uh, realize just how um, uh, insane you really are, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just... Well, you know, we, we, we talk about this both as writers of, of songs and as store writers of stories. Uh you know, I remember going to a writing workshop years ago and they talk about the difference between being a planter, someone that has the seed and just lets it grow, let the plant grow, or being yeah. a builder, somebody that figures out how the story is going to go. Now, yeah. when you're talking more and along the lines of storytelling or story writing or yeah. short stories or what have you, uh, what I found is that the more you plan that out, the more you are that builder that does the blueprints the less editing you do at the end, but the more you let it just grow and take its own course, the more editing you're going to have to do. And it kind of goes the same way with me on songwriting. Um, usually something has inspired me to write and I'll just go, but I'll have a billion, well, I'm exaggerating, uh, you know, a hundred words too many for the song. Yeah. Okay. Now where am I going to start cutting everything? And after a while, you kind of go, I forgot what I was doing, you know? Yeah. So you kind of kind of walk away from it at times. I find anyway, I've got to walk away yeah. from it because I get so wrapped up into it. And it's like, man. And like my wife says, I've heard that same verse now for 15 times because I'll start back at the beginning and start going over and over and over again. Um, 
but it's 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 an interesting process and i think it it depends i always say that we create with the right side of our brain which is the creative side and we edit with the left side which is the more the analytical side on the other side I, i'm not sure paul has a left side uh, you know. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just straight up creative. <laughs> well, I'm I'm ambidextrous, so I don't know where I fall. Ambidextrous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I throw lefty. I bat righty. I swing an axe lefty. I swing a golf club right. Uh, so I don't know. If it, you know. If, uh, I, I guess that relates to the analytic side, creative side, whatever. Um, just adds to the confusion. So I try not to think about that. Yeah. You can go down that rabbit hole of thinking how everything works instead of just doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Overthinking. Absolutely. Uh, I did want to say just a couple of words. It's about time for us to, uh, to wrap up. We don't have a, we don't have an author. Oh, by the way, Paul, I want to get with you because I have an author that's been talking to me. And so I'll, I'll, push that your way. But uh, before we, we go, I do want to just ask everyone tonight, if they would uh, say a prayer for uh, those in Ukraine, but also say a prayer for our people. We have a lot of people deployed right now. And, uh, you know, whether they're in Poland or where they're at on the border, uh, I know in Fort Bragg, there's a lot of people gone. We can't talk numbers, of course. But uh, there's a lot of people that are gone. I had a friend of mine just, she let me know that, you know, her husband, had, her husband's been gone for a while and just found out that, uh, yeah, they just did an indefinite. So nobody knows when they're coming home. Uh, so, yeah, if and, you that, would, and that unfortunately is the part of being in the military is, is uh, that life. And it's, 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 it's bad sometimes whenever you're away for so long. It is. It is. And it's hard. And if you guys don't mind, I'd like to share a poem that I had written back when I was in the military. It's really a prayer, uh, you know, and, and that's one of the things I like about Carolyn's show. She doesn't she doesn't she doesn't back away from the Lord. She She's OK with it. So uh, it's called the leadership prayer. Father, I need strength and guidance to do the job I've been called to do. Each day I may have to send my people in harm's way, knowing what they'll go through. Looking into their eyes, I can tell. They know some may not return. Still they go. They perform beyond their years, often taking on jobs they do not know. For the loved ones who have left, they will spend far too many days alone. I cannot even say for certain when those who are deployed will return home. As they are all pushed past the limits, please grant them the strength and resolve to carry through. Please grant me the insight and ability to help and do the best I can do. Father, I have great faith for I know you love them. Your love for them is greater than my own. Please help them to understand and see their importance even when they're all alone. Amen. Uh, and yeah, really, let's just hope that our leaders... Uh, understand this and please grant them the insight to know what to do because uh, everybody's in a tough position right now uh so oh, i yeah, appreciate absolutely. that but uh 
And I don't have my Air Force. I don't have my Air Force flag behind me tonight, so I'm sorry. No, I, I saw that. I was like, "What happened to your normal flag? That's crazy." Uh, I had a I had a sick granddaughter home today, and ah. she, and she uh, she grabbed it for a blanket, and well, and then she got sick. So no, it's in the it's in the it's dryer. In the <laughs> so. Well, yeah, I appreciate seeing, all the nice comments that I, I've, I've been seeing reading. I, I don't really know how to re respond to any of them. but It's uh, hard to respond on here. You basically have to have a separate, like you have to bring up your um, Facebook page and watch a video separately, yeah. and then you can respond that way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and this is the great part of the show that we do is we have um, interaction with, our, with, with the people that watch. Yeah. And they give such great feedback and – you know, and if they hear something great, they're gonna they're gonna say it, and you know, and that's why we always come on here, and we basically want to to say you know what, what they're basically saying. Um, great J, uh, great job, Pop uh, from Anthony, and um, I would I agree. Then I end up with three separate songs. That was Christina. Uh, yeah, Christina, mm -hmm. Christine Beam. Uh, yeah. yeah, that happens a lot, and keep you know hold on to them, uh, and usually wind up with three partials a day. And you discard some later, but I, you know, I, it was just nice seeing, uh, you know, all the, the, the positive comments. It, basically I started reading it. I was looking for death threats, but that, no, this, so I'm happy about that. You, you will never get a death threat on this show. If you get a death threat on the show, there's some type of other, someone from a country throwing some stuff in there, which we've had, we've had some yeah. Russian from YouTube, um, the, 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 the Russian language, but no one can read it. So yeah. Um, and we're like, what the heck is this? It's probably some type of spam or something that someone's trying to throw at us. Yeah, right away you go to Russian. It could be alien, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Motherships are out there. You just can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, guys. Why don't we wrap this up? Uh, oh, yeah. uh, and, okay. and the way we will go out is um, Carolyn's going to play Sharice's song uh, one more time. Give me a minute before you close this out, Carolyn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't close it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll do this. Would you like to any last words, Paul? Ooh, that's yeah, I would actually say, last um, <laughs> where last words, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I put the link over here, it's the reverbnation.com slash P A P A E O M M Y. So that's how you basically can, can find his music. I already have it saved on my uh. Oh my, I've never heard of Reverb Nation before, but I now have it saved. So I can. Do you happen to have songs on Spotify or you just do Reverb Nation? Uh, just Reverb Nation. I, I don't sell anything. I just post it up there for you know people to listen to, just stream it. Um, so I, I, I don't have things all around the place, just that one spot. Awesome. So now, now that I have it on there, I'm going to save that page because I've never heard of that page before in my life. Oh, I, I think Reverb Nation was prior to. Spotify, I think. Oh, really? Uh, I think. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, no, for us, old, you're, you're not quite as old as we are, but you know, that's it's okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it was, it was funny that that, that uh, Pop Tommy was basically saying that he was almost 75, and my dad just turned 74. So, um, a lot of the music that I was inspired by and throughout my life, I listened to from my dad which was like the Vietnam era songs, 50s, 60s, you know, the, the seventies. Yeah. And, and I've listened to all that. And I love that music. As a matter of fact, I listen on Spotify, I'll, I'll bring up sixties and I'll just listen to sixties all day long. And my wife is like, why are you listening to old music? I love it. I love that music. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because I was, I listened to it from, a, from when I was a kid, but I just yeah. love it. 
You have an old soul. That's what it I, is. I, I guess so. You, you listen to sync music uh, in, in some commercials. You, you, you're catching a lot of older songs. And uh, I don't know if younger people are listening to it and say, gee, that's pretty catchy. What is that? Uh, but I hear a lot, a lot of uh, sync music uh, coming out of uh, older, older genres. And because uh, people are telling you, oh, you got to write for the sync, uh, sync industry. That's the way to go. And I'm hearing a lot of old stuff, Motown stuff, and right. uh, not too much country, but yeah, just a lot, a lot in there. So, okay, and, and and guys, if you could say a prayer for Carolyn, we certainly want her back on her feet soon. Uh, yeah, but, she uh, kind of surprised us with this whole thing. She yeah. she was trying to call me. She was freaking out. She's like, I have to cancel the show. I don't know if I'm going to cancel it or not. And I'm like, she's like, well, do that. I'm like, calm down, Carolyn. We're gonna we we'll get through it. We're used to flying by the seat of our pants. This is what we're used to doing. I mean, this we're, we're gonna figure it out. <laughs> you got you got pants on. I, I mean, I thought this was a a, a shirt only show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she told me don't show up with no shirt, sitting in your bed eating uh, cheese noodles. Cheetos. Yeah. Yeah. Cheetos. <laughs> So okay. I had to come up with this thing. No, but it was awesome having you. Um, I love the music. I love I love the tone. The stories were awesome. I really appreciate you coming on the show and 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 sharing with us and and you know about your process and and how you write. And tomorrow night we will have uh, uh, Crystal Hot, or better known as her artist name, will be Christoria. Uh, she will be sharing some songs with us, and she just won. Uh, well, I want to give it away. She just won a major award here uh, recently, and we'll also have the debut of Reboot, which is a song uh, that was produced and written by yours truly. So, awesome. uh, with a lot of help with from Cherise telling me where I need to put my lifts in. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> and just remember, everybody, share that, you know, share, 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 share it out to everyone. Um, that way everybody can actually um, find uh, Papa's music um, and, and, and Jerry's music now that he's actually starting to share some of his stuff and the, the book of poetries, uh, the book of poems that he's actually written. Um, because, you know, the only way we can actually get the word out and is by sharing sharing around the world that way everyone can actually enjoy this as well just as much as we enjoy um, listening to new stuff because being in south texas like so we don't get to hear stuff in uh in new york or it's in and and like carolyn and i were talking about like people in the shadows and we, we like to call them people in the shadows because no one ever sees or hears from them and when they come on the show that it, it shares out to everybody and anyone who listens can get on there and listen to this music and and really enjoy it and and I want to thank everyone for, for joining us tonight, Jerry, Papa, everybody. And Carolyn in the background, you know, not being seen. <laughs> yeah, Carolyn, why don't you close us out with one of Sharice's songs? Awesome. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Thanks for making me feel at home. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse Johnston had a flat tie down on Chickaberry Road. He heard he lost three cows in that night when his barbed wire fence fell from the storm. We got a crew together, fixed the fence and found the herd. It was time to have a party down in the south on Chickaberry Road. We drink beer on Fridays, play